गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की से भक्ति सिद्धांत सस्वता को तिरुभाव महामोचवती प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोलो सो टुडे इज द ऑस्पिशियस रिमेंबरेंस ऑफ द डिसअपीयरेंस ऑफ भक्ति सिद्धांत सरस्वती ठाकुर एंड ऑफ कोर्स इट्स वर्थ मेंशनिंग ऑन सच ओकेजंस दैट द नेचर ऑफ द लाइव्स ऑफ सच सेंट्स एज भक्ति सिद्धांत सरस्वती ठाकुर आर such that everything about them and that they what they do is suspicious and in, in our interest and that includes what appears to be inauspicious their disappearance from the world so kind of a bitter sweet it's a time uh, when the disciples will reflect upon the value of the presence and personal association of the of the guide and lament to some extent how they did not take advantage and then rise to the occasion on account of that so to speak to take advantage now at the time of his disappearance and gain i should say once again that association on a deeper level internally it's a time for internalizing hmm. um our veneration worship regard and so forth and distilling it and thinking about all that's been taught all that's been invested in us and so on and so forth it's time for growth so as the bird picks the birdlings <laughs> uh, out of the nest as the cow at some point starts kicking the calf when he she tries to milk to let her know you're on your own now or not on your own but it's time to grow up now and follow me in this way hmm? as a cow not that you will remain a calf your whole life one way is to follow as a calf another way is to actually become a cow so is a time for that these this this is the overall idea of the significance of the spiritual master from the sadhaka's perspective and then internally from the guru's perspective who's disappearing from the world leaving the world leaving our presence he's entering into the lila of the lord who cannot tolerate his separation any longer so we've had him on this side and krishna wants him on that side and if we want him krishna says then come along you must come as well and that's of course easier said than done but that's that's the the task at hand and we should be well much uh encouraged in in that task by the example of our guru dev and in this occasion the guru whose disappearance from the world we're celebrating that on his face may seem inauspicious bhakti siddhanta sarasvati thakur um his great uh, campaign known as the gaudiya math shri chaitanya math gaudiya math gaudiya mission and so on gave birth of course to a number of other missions the primary one of which was that of ac bhaktivedanta swami prabhu guru maharaj who uh, took his message all over the world so the end of one beginning of another and and so on and other subsequent missions also were formed a prominent one of which we are also in connected to connection with as a result of not only bhakti sadam sarth stakus disappears from the world but our guru marsh's disappearance prabhupad ac bhakti vidanta swami's disappearance is the mission of pujapad bhakti rakshakshi dardev goswami marsh so these are two um bhakti rakshak 
Shiladeva Goswami Maharaj and Yusibhaktivinanda Swami Prabhupada, very prominent uh, disciples, most prominent disciples in the preaching field of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and we are very much honored to be uh, connected with them and through them with him and through him with the great and illustrious Bhaktivinoda Paribar, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, whose Paribar, whose family lineage, if you will, um, was referred to as such by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He told his disciples to think of themselves as members of the Bhaktivinoda Paribar, the group of Bhaktivinoda. Hmm? This uh, Paribar idea usually pertains to the eternal associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who formed lineages um, in his presence and and uh, and um, these different lineages, these different lines, the Nityananda Paribar, the Dvaita Paribar, and Gadadhari Paribar, and so on and so forth, are considered the main lines of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Here we come with the Bhaktivinoda Paribar, and Bhaktivinoda appeared hundreds of years later. Hmm? Um, so some may object to the idea of Bhakti Siddhanta that this is the Bhakti Vinod Paribar, but there are other precedences, and I think I've mentioned this before, that um, are there and accepted in the Sampradaya. For example, we have the Narutam Paribar, we have the Shamananda Paribar. Narutam Thakur and Shamananda Prabhus were not the immediate uh, associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they were not here during the presence uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they didn't have his personal association. Hmm. Um, Lokanath Goswami was the guru, is the guru of Narutam Thakur, and he was one of the original, the original um, devotee that Chaitanya Dev commissioned to go to Vrindavan and do the seva there of revealing the Dham to the world, and that was instruction was also given then to Rupa and Sanatana Goswami and. And um, so Lokanath was a direct uh, contemporary associate uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but Nartam, his student, was not. Nonetheless, Nartam's work, his contribution, is so significant. Lokanath had one disciple, Nartam Thakur, and Nartam had many, many, many disciples. And... Um, he fashioned a particular type of kirtan that has become very famous. He wrote books, and uh, Prabhupada used to say that all of the Vedas, the truths of the Vedas, are found in the Bengali songs of Narutam Thakur. It's a beautiful contribution, and if you think about it, to take all the esoteric and abstract uh, philosophy, theology of the Upanishads, and put it into Bengali song, when, of course, Bengali was the common language for the Gaudiya people. Not every Gaudiya obviously spoke Sanskrit, that it was for educated people and so forth. So this is the common language. So to take that, and not only in common language, but in song, which makes it easy to remember, and you can sing in the shower, and be chanting the, the, the essence of the Upanishadic mantras with huge contribution. So at any rate, um, for reasons... I would say of his uh, contribution being so far reaching, so wide and so forth, uh, we often, it's common and, and widely accepted to refer to his group of uh, succession coming after Narutam as the Narutam Paribar. We don't hear Lokanath Paribar, and that's not to minimize Lokanath Goswami. One time, one of my godbrothers, was hearing this kind of reasoning from Pujapatrita Maharaj about the Guru Parampara. For example, in Prabhupada's edition of the Bhagavad Gita, we have a list of the Guru Parampara. And if you look at it carefully, you find each of those persons is not the initiated disciple of the previous one in the lineage. But those are very prominent persons in the Gaudiya lineage through which the Gaudiya Siddhanta has come, and down, come down to us. So Pujapad Sridharmarsh likened the listing of the Parampara 
in that way, which was done by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur too, making a list of the prominent scientists, for example, in the world who have contributed. So, you know, we may start with somebody like, let's say, in Europe, we start with um, Kelper and Copernicus, Newton, Einstein. Hmm? And so, you know, you can see the developments, major developments. In between those major developments from Newton to Einstein, there were hundreds and thousands of scientists who were all quite qualified and made their contributions and so forth. But they didn't make the kind of contributions that warranted mentioning all their names, which would be cumbersome as well, impractical. There's a system in, the, in what's sometimes thought to be the orthodox Gaudiya Vaishnavism, uh, the Catholic form of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, as opposed to the so-called Protestant and uh, unorthodox, as it's thought by some innovations of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. We think in a different way. We think that Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur represented really had a very Catholic view and a very orthodox view and take on Gaudiya Vaishnavism, taking it back to its founders, the Goswamis and so forth. But some people think otherwise, see him as as a taking a different course. We we, we feel it's taking the course, the, the tradition back on course, which was the the work of uh, of, of Bhakti Thakur. But at any rate, they in in those so-called Orthodox schools, they have a system often of giving initiation and, and saying, and your swarup is this, and this is, I'm your guru, my swarup is this, and this is his guru, his swarup is this, and his guru is this, and this is the, the lineage, this is the, the line, and, 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 and so each one is remembered and prayed and so forth and so on. So when I was asked once by, you know, what is your diksha, parampara, who are all the people, what are all their sarups and and so forth. And if you don't have this, then what, what kind of initiation do you have? They make this kind of uh, challenge and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and they call it Siddha Pranali. Hmm? Pranali means line and Siddha means Siddhas. So the first thing to bring up, of course, is are they all Siddhas? Mm-hmm. Is that, that's, a, that's the first question because there are many lines that they do this kind of thing, but everyone in it is not not a siddha. So the first thing is to have siddhas in your line. Um, and uh, so Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur listed the siddhas, universally accepted Vaishnavas in the line. And so by, by doing that, he meant to say, we should have a sadguru, a real guru. Hmm? You may be in a line where there are siddhas, but your guru is not a real guru, not a substantial guru, not a realized guru, then... Hmm. That's not as essentially a siddha pranali for, for you. So while they are making that argument against us, for example, we make this kind of a comeback. But beyond that, as well, um, I uh, replied that, talk to me in about 5,000 years. Make it 10,000. Your list will be pretty long. (laughs) And each disciple will have to remember, I mean, there's probably, what, two gurus in in a lineage in a century? Hmm? in a hundred years so in a thousand years that's that's ten that's twenty two hundred is it yeah, so five thousand gets it's impractical hmm? now there is anywhere mentioned in the Goswami's literature that this is part of the system the practice and so on and so forth it's not necessarily a bad thing and we Anyway, we do it in in substance, in essence. We regard all the significant gurus and the lines through which the great teaching of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has 
has come to us. And we don't dishonor those whose names are not mentioned, which are numerous and go in many directions. You know, everybody in the who is a disciple of uh, of uh, um, Narutam, uh, who, who became a guru, uh, we, we don't mention them all. Look at them all coming from Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur. Hmm? We don't dishonor any of them when we don't mention them, but we mention our particular connection to Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur. We, that we, by mentioning the one, we honor all, all of them, in effect. So this was very practical in the one sense and an essential kind of uh, uh, way of representing the Guru Parampara. So there's much confusion about this kind of thing these days, uh, unfortunately as well, where the emphasis is this is the Siksha Parampara and therefore Diksha is not important. Bhakti said on the doctor never taught that Diksha was not important. In fact, there's an article that, that I, it may be published today on the Harmonist. I sent it to, was it? To, uh, Nita Sundar to publish where Bhakti Sarasthitaka was asked a question about Christianity, about Christ. Christ is the guru of the Christians, so to speak, but he's not here today. Hmm? So Bhakti Sarasthitaka would comment on it very um, uh, wonderfully, emphasizing the point that the universal guru may be there. He was generous in referring to. Uh, Christ in, in this way, whose birthday is tomorrow, <laughs> I guess we honor him as well. Uh, but the connection with the universal guru does not uh, do away with the need for the connection with the local guru. There's this, Actually, he didn't use it, but there are Sanskrit terms for this. The samasti guru and the vyasti guru. Hmm? So, in a bigger sense, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Samasti Guru of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. Jiva Goswami in his Sarva Samvadani says that Chaitanya Dev started his own Sampradaya. Hmm? Of course, it comes through the Madhva and the Brahma lineage and, and so forth. And Brahma saw at the dawn of the creation, had the darshan of Krishna. Hmm? In Gyan Mudra, Krishna gave him the the four essential slokes of the Bhagavatam and so forth. He saw a kind of Golok, where there is Aishwarya. This is called Mahavaikuntam. It's not, it's beyond Vaikuntha, but it has Aishwarya. And like Putana is said by, to have been given Vatsalya Rasa. In Vaikuntha, by Thakur. It means in the Mahavaikuntha, in the Goloka. Here in, on earth, the Leela manifests is called Gokul. Hmm? And in the Aprakat, the unmanifest Leela, there is a larger circle and a square within that. And hmm? the larger circle is Golok. And inside this, this, uh, the, the square in the center is, is Gokul. The Nada Leela that's performed on earth also has a representation in Gokul. And then there is the, uh, so many other Leelas, Leelas with Aishwarya, Leelas where Radha and Krishna, for example, are in Swakiya, married and so forth, and uh, and so on. So, anyway, Brahma saw this kind of Golok hmm, with Aishwarya. Hmm. He got the mantra that's passed down. Huh? We find in the Madhva Sampradaya, who Madhva said who had a connection with with Vyas in the, in the line of, 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 of Chattamukh Brahma and so forth. And he has an Aishvarya conception of, of Krishna as well. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna himself coming in the same lineage but explaining more about the significance of the mantra and so forth. Taking us to Gokul, hmm? to the inner circle hmm, of sweetness and so forth. So. It's his own sampradaya, but it's it's in within the four sampradayas. It's new light in that sampradaya, and so he's the guru anyway, the universal guru of the sampradaya. Sometimes Nityananda Prabhu is represented this way: Akanda Guru Tattva, Gaura Nityananda. They came together. Bande Gurun, Bande Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito. They came together. They, they, you cannot have Gaura without Nityananda. When in the house of 
Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, his brother offended Nityananda and proclaimed himself to be a follower of Chaitanya. He was rejected by his brother, Krishna's Kaviraj, left the home, said that this is half a head in philosophy. Hmm? If you if you cut off the head, the head of the hen, because that hole, the mouth, costs money, whereas the other hole underneath produces money in the form of eggs, you'll have nothing. Hmm? So he said like this, if you take out Nityananda Prabhu, there's no meaning to the worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is his other self. Hmm? This is the other self of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu coming to extend the, the, the very thing that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give in terms of circulation, distribution, generosity, Audarya, wide dissemination of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, entrance into Braj, he, he, he presides over Batsalya, um, Dasya, and Sakya. Hmm? And these are all very inter, integral and in, important, integrated parts of the aspects of the whole of the fair of, of, of of, of, of Krishna Lila, centered as it is on Madhuri. Without these other aspects, they, it, it can't take place. Hmm? So these two are one uh, and different at the same time. Hmm? So, anyway, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is saying, chant the name of Krishna, Nityananda Prabhu, start, really starting the Sampradaya in another way, we chant the name of Gaur. Bhaja Gauranga, Kaha Gauranga, Laha Gauranga Nam. Hmm? He said, chant the name of Gaur, worship Gaur, hmm? follow the instructions of Gaur. Whoever does this, hmm? that person is my life. Hmm? I give myself to him. So, at any rate, the Samasti Guru, hmm? the, the, the overall Guru, the Jesus, hmm? The, uh, the 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 Advaita, you know, excuse me, the 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 Madhva, the Ramanuja, uh, and and more of Gaudiya Vaishnavism is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When it can be said, Gaur and Nityananda, hmm? Samasti Guru, and then there are so many other gurus. Hmm? They are the Vyasti gurus, local gurus, so to speak. They are not uh, smaller in the sense that without them we cannot get the big picture. Would you put Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like to give the example? sometimes of the telescope. The telescope has a very small lens that you ought to look through, and then many other lenses getting bigger and bigger to the biggest lens on the end. If you think, why should I look through the small lens? I look through the big lens. You'll only get a headache from that. You won't see the stars. Hmm? Small is big, as they say in Zen. Hmm? Small means he or she, as the guru, is close to us. Hmm? Ideally, from the same kind of background, so we have similar psychologies also, so that the teaching can be conveyed that much more readily as well. And, of course, above and beyond that, and the other relative qualification, qualified spiritually, but close to us nonetheless, which makes them seem smaller in a sense, but big. They give the big picture. Through that system, the whole thing can be seen. Hmm? And, of course, then... Anyway, so, Samasti Guru and the Vyasti Guru. So he's commenting on it there, really, by, in a generous way, saying, yes, Christ is the, one of, is the universal guru, the Samasti Guru, one of such. And, but you need the Vyasti Guru. It doesn't do away with our respect for him, does not do away with the need for that. Who teaches the teaching, who will pers- per- personally personify that in terms of time and circumstance and so on and so forth. So, yes, he gave a list to Guru Parampara, an essential list of major contributors and so forth. It doesn't mean those not mentioned are not major contributors. I began going on this tangent here by saying one of my godbrothers, hearing this kind of thing once from Sridhar Marsh, thought that, oh, we should, so we shall keep the prominent persons on the altar. Therefore, he took on from his altar in his temple the picture of Gorka Shordas Babaji off the altar because what was his contribution? I mean, he had one disciple, Bhakti Siddhanta, but when Sridhar heard about that, he became enraged, he said. Hmm. He said, and then he was asked, well, well Guru Maharaj, what, what is the contribution of Gorka Shordas? He said, Bhakti Siddhanta. 
That is the contribution. It is huge. So we don't mean to minimize anyone hmm, by saying Narutam Paribar instead of the Lokanoth Paribar, where we have the Shamananda Paribar, hmm, for example. Um, they were not the, the immediate associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Lokanoth is great. But, and, and similarly, Bhakti Vinod Paribar. His contribution is huge. It's significant. It's, it's, it's enormous. Hmm? And so we make our connection there. We don't mean to dismiss the connection that he has previous to that and so on and so forth. But we have to be practical. And, uh, there are so many names and, and so on. So this is a way in which I want to say that Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitaka was an essential um, thinker. He sought to make Godi Vaishnavism um, bring it up to date with the modern world. That doesn't mean to change it essentially, but to present it in a way that uh, people, uh, um, the, the current trends of the world, thinking and so forth, could identify with it, could, uh, could understand it. Hmm? Some changes could be made. Hmm? There's a letter from a British lady who met him hmm, and was impressed with him and wrote back to her friends that she had met a sadhu, an Indian sadhu, but he was different than the rest. Because there are many, I mean, <laughs> it's funny because sometimes people say that, oh, all these Western gurus, you know, they're not qualified, you know, you need to be born in India. There's a kind of a prejudice like this, prejudice like this. We hear it even from some Westerners. Hmm? Prabhupada would, would be enraged at such a, such a, a, a thought and, a, and an advocacy. Um, um, but the fact of the matter is, India per capita has more bogus gurus than anywhere in the world. It's it's a land of bogus sadhus. So, so this lady had her experience of so many bogus sadhus, and she wrote in her letter. But this one is different. He's really different, and he he uses a British toilet as well. So like he was like cultured in her view. And so so he made some. Uh, uh, you know, uh, adjustments went with some modern developments and whatnot, and, and without changing the essence of, of the teaching, and made it more relatable to, to people and so forth. So this, of course, was inspired by um, Thakur Bhakti Vinod. So his essential idea to, to, to harp a little bit on this Guru Parampara point again has to be understood clearly. He emphasized that. Diksha, without siksha, diksha by someone who's not qualified to give siksha, that that nourishes the diksha, hmm? which was commonly going on. People were giving diksha, but they didn't really, out of a uh, out of a, uh, a kind of a, bi- a business, kind of a family business. They had come in a particular lineage, coming from Nityananda's family or Advaitas and so forth. But they weren't very qualified to give the siksha, and so the students would get diksha, and they wouldn't get teaching, and they wouldn't go anywhere. Hmm? So, there was a strong emphasis on actually teaching the siddhanta of Gore. Virudhapa, siddhanta danta harane. Here it's said in one of his pranams that uh, we, we, we sang, that virudhapa, rupanuga virudhapa, siddhanta danta harane. If it was against the teaching of rupa, Goswami, hmm? He would become enraged, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitaka, that people are getting cheated out of the actual teaching. And so uh, he emphasized siksha in this way, that siksha is essential and important for supporting the diksha, not that diksha is, is, is done away with. Hmm? And if there's a weakness in the diksha in terms of the knowledge of the guru hmm, which, and the realization, therefore, that can be compensated for also without dismissing him or her, that can be compensated for by the addition of a Siksha Guru hmm, who is qualified and so forth. So it, it doesn't in any way do away with the emphasis on diction. In this article, as I said, he makes this point very strongly. And we hear people talking like this these days as if to say, there's no need for diksha, just go to Prabhupada and, and so on and so forth. These are This does not all represent the way in which Bhaktisiddhanta Sosti Thakur conducted his mission. He initiated everyone hmm? and emphasized the need for uh, proper diksha and so forth. But above and beyond that, 
a connection, a real living connection with a qualified person. As I say, yes, all right, you, what do you argue? Diksha is more important than siksha, siksha is more important than diksha. The two go together. The teaching is, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, that the diksha and the siksha guru are equal manifestations of the Absolute with different functions. One, the diksha guru is singular because he gives the one singular mantra or set of mantras, as it may be. Hmm? And the siksha guru is, can be a plurality because um, there are many teachings <laughs> to, to, to support it, many things to be said. It could be one siksha guru, another siksha guru, and it's, po- it's possible. Ideally, of course, and the normal course is that the, who gives siksha becomes the diksha. He captures us by a siksha and then we capture him. Say, we have rest our hearts here. So then he has to oblige and give the diksha and then follow with the siksha and so on and so forth. So, his emphasis in his Guru Parampara conception is really basically and essentially we should have a real guru. How's that? Is that orthodox? Hmm? Or is that an unorthodox teaching? This is very orthodox. We should have a real connection with a real living living guide. Hmm? This is my emphasis. Hmm? Uh, Bhakti, I'm speaking as Bhakti Saraswati Thakur. So, uh, in order to really bring the line, if you will, back to a more orthodox uh, position, he appeared to make many innovations, and he did make some innovations in terms of interfacing with the West and and so on and so forth. So this is a very this this in, in those types of innovations, they indicate realization. Prabhupada, my guru Maharaj used to say, when you can speak on Gaudiya Vaishnavism and give your own analogies from your own culture, from your own experience. Just like if you read the Bhagavatam, we find all types of analogies, right? Like, hmm, simply pursuing the sex life as the goal of life is like a camel eating thorns. You think, what is that? Camel eating thorns. But camels eat thorns, and they bleed, and they eat. Hmm? And so, you're just bleeding your vital energy. You know? So, um, But we don't have camels here, or in Central America, or North America, eating thorns to... So, but there are things that we will draw from our own environment. Hmm? When we start to read the world from a Krishna conscious perspective, and the world starts to become animated and speak to us and be our an extension of our own guide. Hmm? This is the idea. Gurus everywhere. Hmm? Doesn't mean we dismiss the Vyasti guru who's give us the connection. The guru will say, "Listen to me, and only to me." Hmm? And if we do that properly, we'll turn around one day and we say, "He's everywhere." I see him in this person, in this person, in this tree, in this bird, the way this bird chirps and it says this to me and so on and so forth. Um, so, and it's wonderful if you think about that just as an aside. You read the Goswami's Leela books and they're making all these, they know, they know every bird, they know every tree, every aspect of nature and each one of them speaks to them about Krishna Leela. The Chakora bird is like this, this bird is like that and this... And they all—they're reading the whole forest natural environment, isn't it? In relation to Krishna consciousness, they're every, everything it's speaking to them, and they're speaking about Krishna consciousness in relation to that. So this is re, this indicates realization. Hmm? It's a living thing. It's alive in them, and and causing it's it's they're seeing the world through that lens. The example in the Bhagavatam of this, of course, is, of course, is the gopis when Krishna leaves the Rasa dance in Bhagavatam, and then they go out looking for him, following his footprints. And they're speaking to the trees and to the earth and 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 so forth and so on, and seeing them as devotees, and projecting their own bhava on them. And this is kind of what it means. We see, we hear that Vrindavan is alive; it's animate. Hmm? This is what animates it: the bhava. What is Vrindavan? It's the relationship between the devotee and Krishna in intimacy in a particular bhava. Hmm? It animates the whole world. Hmm? So, when you can speak with your own analogies, as he said, probably say, this is 
realization. So the power of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur to innovate, the power to understand the, es- the, the, the evidence that you've understood the essence is that you can change the details hmm? in a way that the essence will be brought out in a living manner, in a living fashion, in a living way, and understood, uh, uh, and, uh, and people will be able to connect with it, and so forth. So this is hardly his, uh, as I say, deviation or uh, questionable for example, his innovation of giving sannyas, which wasn't given in the, in Gaudiya Sampradaya, although Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas, and uh, so many other things that he did, riding in a motor car, and it was thought that the renunciates, Babaji's, for example, they would only walk barefoot with no, no conveyance and so forth. But he rode in a motor car, wore patent leather shoes, so he was... And people thought, this is a total deviation. What kind of person is this? This is not a Gaudiya Vaishnavism. One time he had showed up in Vrindavan with, in his own sannyasi fashion, had two sannyasis dressed with suits and priest collars. Hmm. Hmm? You know, like the collar the Catholic priest wears? And shaved heads and tilak. Hmm? And these were his missionaries he was going to send to the West. And the, the Vrindavan people, what kind of thing is this? Then he brought his whole troop there. His whole group did parikram. For Vrindavan, and they stoned him. Local people stoned. There's a deviation. What kind of of Gaudiya Vaishnavism? So they were not able to sort out the difference between essence, form, and essence, hmm? and that's what he was doing. And, and we're the evidence of that. That it's alive and well outside of Bharat and so forth. And it's all part of the fulfilling of the prophecy of Mahaprabhu. That's it. Pratibhati Achyajata Nagaradi Gram. My name will be heard in every town and village. Hmm? So, what they sometimes some people think to be his lack of qualification, his disqualification, all these questionable things that he did, are actually evidence of his qualification, of his realization, his ability to take to bring home the essence and change the details as is needed to do according to time. And circumstance to keep it alive and well, so to speak. This he did, of course, following essentially in the spirit of Thakur Bhaktivinoda, who was his father and his Namguru. He received the holy name from him, he received the Sringa Mantra from him. He was told by him to take Diksha from Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj. That's questionable in some kind of mind. What kind of people's mind? What kind of Diksha did he get? Where's the Diksha Patra, they say? The letter, hmm? because it was a custom that you get initiated, you get a letter, and the letter would say, "This is this is your parva, these are your gurus, and these are their sarups, and so on and so forth." Where is your dikshapatra? But where is the dikshapatra in the bhakti rasamrita sindhu? <laughs> so this is a custom, not a bad thing, hmm? but if it becomes like this is the law, where is the dikshapatra? He doesn't have a dikshapatra. He must not be initiated. Hmm? Did he get the siddha pranali? He himself, I think, said that, or was said about him by confidence that Gorkhasura Das Babaji Marsh poured some dust on his head and said, "Your sarup will be realized in the, Hare, in the sixteen syllables of the Hari Krishna mantra." Hmm? And let me tell you something: if Gorkhasura Das Babaji takes some dust from Navadvip, sprinkles it on your head, and tells you that you're doing fine. Hmm? <laughs> There's a story also told in in our. Uh, collective of uh, Bhaktivinoda Paribar of how some students got initiated by uh, Sarvabhoma's um, Jagannath Das Babaji, who was a, uh, a contemporary of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, senior to him, Siddha Mahatma, a person who confirmed Bhaktivinoda Thakur's vision and realization of the real birthplace of um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was brought in a basket because he was 100 and some years old, 120 or something like that. Couldn't walk, but when he got there, he he kind of jumped hmm? and confirmed, yes, this is the real birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. By his, his he confirmed the vision of Bhakti Vinod. Anyway, it's, at any rate, some people got initiated by him, and then they went and they told others that they had been initiated by Jagannath Babaji, and uh, so these people asked them, what. Um, what uh, uh, about their 
Siddha Pranali and Sarup and things like this, and they said, we didn't get any of that. Oh, they said, problem. I guess they weren't really initiated. I guess he cheated them or something like that. Hmm? And so they were a little confused, and they they, they spoke with someone else, maybe Gork Kishodas Babaji, and, and, and Babaji Maharaj said, or Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, said oh, he had told him, worship Tulsi, chant the holy name, something like it was his siksha point at that point. And he said something to the effect, Bhakti, you know, whoever it was, something to the effect, that if you get that from, is more than what anybody getting from, you know, so many others and, and so forth and so, so on. So, to be blessed by the sadhu, to get, uh, there are formalities and then there is the essence and so forth. So he got, anyway, the blessing of Gorka Shodas Babaji Maharaj and there are others who met Gorka uh, Shor, Bhakti Pragyan Keshav Marsh met Gorakashore Das Babaji Marsh. He tells some stories about that, how Babaji Maharaj um, asked who he was and heard that he was a disciple of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsak Thakur and then he went into ecstasy, praised Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsak Thakur and so forth. So we have no uh, doubts, although people try to cast doubts on Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsak Thakur's connection with Gorakashore Das Babaji's initiation and so forth. They tie that to his innovations ways in which he did things differently than Gorakashore Das Babaji Maharaj and so on and so forth. But these things are all the following of Bhakti Siddhanta in the spirit of Bhakti Vinodhaka for giving Gaudiya Vaishnavism the world over and making the kind of innovations that he saw were necessary and that we see are fruitful. And Palena Parijiyate, isn't it? It said, the fruits will be the judge. We'll judge a thing by the fruits. Hmm? We're the fruits, so. The example of that, Gaudi Vaishnavism is alive and well in the world. So our task is to keep it alive and well in the world in substance, not in form. And it's a very important point uh, because we see, even in the line of Bhakti Santa Sarsitakra, then the form gets the hand over the essence. And and whoever is a form breaker, as Siddhar Maharaj portrayed himself. Hmm? Um, he, he said once to one of my godbrothers who had asked him some questions and he had given answers. He answered the questions, I should say, differently than Prabhupada would have. And Jyotisattva was a little confused and, and so forth. And, and Shudamar said, you should know, I'm not a form maker, I'm a form breaker. Hmm? So then he went back to the group Prabhupada's disciples said, he said he's a form breaker, he's a mayavadi. He's breaking the form of Krishna. He wants to break the form of Krishna. He's a form breaker, not a form maker. You know, he like totally misunderstood what he was saying. And what he was saying is, get out of your box there and understand that essentially there's a form to this and that form is only meant to facilitate what's inside the box. Hmm? It was only a presentation. You could wrap it with a blue ribbon or a red ribbon or a pink ribbon or no ribbon. Hmm? Hmm. And you're, 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 you're attached to the ribbon huh? and an empty box. Hmm? I want to give you the thing out of the box. You ready for that? It looks like this. Hmm. It's, it's challenging. You take it out of the box. It's a little more challenging. It's after you. Hmm? It requires you to change. Hmm? It's a touchstone. It touches you, and you're supposed to change from iron to gold. Hmm? So, uh, I've said many times, spiritual life is about change. It's not about, about remaining the same. Hmm? The aphorism, the, the affirmation Om says, yes, what you're looking for, it exists. Now change with so many other statements that follow it. Change your angle of vision that you may realize it. One of my godbrothers at the feet of Pujapat Chidamarsh once asked one day, for some service in the mouth. He said, hmm, all right, try to change your angle of vision. This is of the spirit of service, from being the enjoyer. Hmm? I'm here on vacation. I'll do a little service at the mouth to, to the idea that everyone and everything in the mouth is superior to me. Hmm? I'm the servant of it all, the dust here. So, this way, Bhakti, this, these, these kind of things that Sridhar Maharaj said, uh, uh, 
uh, Prabhupada, my Guru Maharaj, should be full of them. These are form-breaking kind of essential statements. And Bhaktisanath Sarsitaka was a great uh, example of that himself, as was Thakur Bhakti. We know that so this is the, the kind of a, the glory of our lineage, but it has to be emphasized again and again because this form tends to take precedence, hmm? obscure the essence, and the whole teaching. So we should, like Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsik Thakur, we should be aware hmm, that this can happen in our own sect, hmm, in our own lineage. He was not shy to critique his own lineage. There's the story of how he, he made these theistic dioramas. It's like making a multimedia computer display today in India at the time, in the 1920s. He made these dolls out of clay and you know, decorated them, and they, 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 um, in them they depicted different pastimes of the Lord and different philosophical um, points that the leelas bring out and so forth. So one of the, the, the dioramas was the Brahman, or the Shaligram, the stone representing Narayan, and using it as a nutcracker. This was his diorama. And what he was saying is, these people are claim that they have the right to worship the Shaligram because they're born in Brahmin families, but all they're really using their worship for is to feed their bellies, hmm? cracking nuts. In other words, that's how the Shaligram feels when they say, Om Narayan, please, and they really think, please feed me. I'm doing, you know, it's just common. Let's start a temple. Hey, that's a great idea. There's no temple in this area. Start a temple. Pilgrims will come. Maybe we'll make up a story, too. Oh, I found the deity in the wreckage here. You know, we'll build a temple. Oh, stupid people, innocent people, without any Sikhs, without any Siddhanta, all come give money there. There it goes. We've got a good business going on. Or the, the, the Brahminical kind of uh, smart uh, monopoly on religion. You have to come to us to get the blessing, to do anything in human life, whether it be married, have kids, name your kids, and will be paid for that and so forth. And so their worship is all for that. So he, a graphic way of saying was you're using the shalagram as a nutcracker. And they were upset with him. These people had actually had a, had a assassination attempt on Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakura. Hmm? So it was, it was not only with the Gaudiya people, his own group, that he was willing to criticize, but the, 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 this misrepresentation of Varnashram and so forth, commissioned as he was to do this by Bhakti Thakura. So anyway, they took him to court, something you can do in India, and it went back and forth and back and forth. And the final argument then, when they were losing ground of the Smartas, was, well, all right, because, so this may happen, but it also may be the case in Godias. Godia people may do this. And he said, yes, Bhakti said, we'll put Godia Tilak on the, 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 uh, the figure in the diorama. No problem. So he won the case. Yes, even the Gaudi people do that. So. so we should be careful not to let that uh, happen to us. And that requires good guidance hmm? with uh, essence-seeking saragrahi Vaishnavas like Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Great follower of Bhakti Binod, who Bhakti Binod considered himself like, he said, I'm a sweeper in front of the Panchatattva performing their Nams and Kirtan and Navadweep. And Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitaka said, what? And I'm one, one strong in the broom of Bhakti Vinod. Hmm? So what is our position? Hmm? Um, but small is big. If you, one straw in the broom of Bhakti Vinod, that's a big thing. One, the tip of the straw, <laughs> we'll conceive of our, ourselves, our contribution. Naturally, we'll think it's small. But if it's essential, then... then in, in time, in the future, they'll think, oh, those people at Madhavan, they made such a big contribution <laughs> in the line of Bhakti Thakur, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsati Thakur and his followers. So, some words then about Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsati Thakur. We've spoken, him being an essence seeker, him being an orthodox Gaudiya Vaishnav and so forth. And let me then read the beautiful poem that we sang at the beginning and conclude with that. There may be some things that reading the poem brings to light, and so I'll speak about them. Again, this is a famous song of Sridhar Maharaj that was 
thought to have captured Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur in many respects. So all of the branches of the Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur's lineage chant this on a regular basis. O Srila Prabhupada, your beautiful lotus feet are cherished by millions and millions of the purest, most qualified devotees, and you are most competent person person to preach the recognized process for this era. Your sacred lotus feet are adorable as they openly grant fearlessness and bestow the highest benediction to all living entities. I eternally offer my respects unto the charming effulgence that shines forth from the radiant lotus toe tips of Bhakti Siddhanta. Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada. You shine forth as a natural leading monarch among the highest class of devotees. You are the exclusive ultimate aim of truly fallen, the truly fallen, due to your far-reaching, merciful embrace. Your inconceivable lotus feet bestow full shelter for the cheaters and the cheated. Your divine figure is so graceful and delicate, your skin so soft, and your towering form so radiant and golden. Your overwhelmingly beautiful appearance mocks the pride of the golden lotus stems as countless cupids offer their humble respects to your lotus toes, which are glowing like white petals of the radiant moon. Like the charming moon which pleases its orbiting stars, you are surrounded by your intimate disciples and are fulfilling their heart's desires. Your lion-like roar causes the envious to tremble and quickly flee, while your tender toes gracefully bestow the ultimate benefit for the innocent. You have widely spread the glories of Sri Goranga's holy abode, Sri Mayapur Dham, and you have openly declared the nature of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy. Throughout the universe, your graceful personality has planted the lotus of Goranga's holy feet in the hearts of your deserving servitors. As the universal holy master, you are the eternal refuge for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's devotees. You are always dedicated to serving your holy master, Sri Kishore, and you are a careful servant of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's lotus feet. The intense magnitude of your devotion allows you a glorious position within the intimate group of Raghunathas, Sanatana and Rupa Goswamis. Your happy and elevated philosophical conceptions have crowned and seated you along with the, that esteemed personality, Sri Jiva Goswami, and you share friendly relationships with Krishna Kaviraj and Narutam Das, being dear to them as dear to them as their very lives. You serve the living entities by mercifully revealing your personality as the embodiment of Harikirtan, and by so doing, eliminate the offenses which burden the earth. Your loving disposition is more affectionate than even a father to the followers of Goranga Mahaprabhu. Just like a transcendental desire tree, you fill all desires of the Lord's unalloyed servants. Your firm and patient nature insults, insults the tolerant disposition of a tree would speak of your benevolence. The purity of your divine lotus feet attracts the worship of great demigods like Durga Devi and Indra. Being the storehouse keeper of life's highest wealth, pure Krishna Prem, you surpass all other great Mahabhagavat devotees. Simply to rescue the fallen souls, you accepted such a dress, the dress of a renunciate. Hence your lotus feet are adorable in every respect for the greatest stalwart sannyasis. Since... You are the exclusive servitor of Bishabhananandini Srimadhi Radhika. My bold aspiration is to take shelter, full shelter, as a minute atomic particle of that shining dust that clings to your beautiful lotus feet. Your wonderful Shakti can deliver the whole world. I eternally offer my respects under the charming effulgence that shines forth from your lotus feet. So here is a note, actually, uh, to clarify. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur himself was so pleased with this offering of Pujapadshidamars that he ordered it to be sung in all of his moths daily. This poem exhibits a remarkable rhyme scheme. The second to the last syllable always begins with the next line and deep Siddhantic understanding of the mission of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur. Any question? Yes. Did you say that Gorkishore Das Babaji was alive when uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur already had disciples? 
Yes, he was. How long was he alive for after Pakistan the Sarasota Tucker started taking disciples? A few years, I think. He and Bhakti Vinod Thakur left the world in about 1912 or 13, something like that. Bhakti Vinod Thakur would give Bhagavatam class, Gorkishore would attend sometimes. Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur was there. Um, and some others, early persons. There was a person, Gorkishore Das Babaji Marsh predicted, there was a the, the disciple of Bhakti Siddhanta, who before he was a disciple of Bhakti Siddhanta, he, what was it, he, I think he got a Harinam from Bhakti Vinod, but he became Bhakti Pradeep Tirtha. And when he was initiated by Bhakti Vinod, Gorgashore pr- predicted that he would become a sannyasi and preach in the Western world. And he got second initiation from Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur and was the first sannyasi disciple of Bhakti Siddhanta and the first to go to England, hmm, fulfilling the prophecy of but so they were all um, kind of in a mix uh, together. And yes, in the presence of Gorkishore and Bhakti Vinod, Bhakti Siddhanta, with their blessings, began initiating. So that's a good point because if he was such a renegade that he didn't even have initiation, and when he began initiating himself and claiming to be the disciple of Gorkishore. And following the, the the inspiration of and orders of, of Bhakti Vinod, certainly Gorakshoras Babaji Maharaj and and Bhakti Vinod Thakur would have been the first to uh, dismiss him and uh, object, but no. Hmm? And the brother of Bhakti of Bhakti Siddhanta, Lake Prashad, was also working with with him at that time, helping him in his mission. After Bhakti Vinod left, then he left the mission of Bhakti Siddhanta and he made some complaints about Bhakti Siddhanta and started some arguments against him and so forth. Eventually became food for others to criticize him and so forth. Another question? Yes. I have a question with regards to like, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati said about Bhakti Vinod Thakur that he was Nitya Siddha. And I was thinking whether it might be connected with Bipin um, Vihari uh, Goswami rejecting Bhakti Vinoda Thakura, that he, like, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, wanted somehow to compensate, like, okay, he's Nidhya Siddha, so he doesn't need his blessings of his guru. Well, uh, his entirety of his thinking about that about Bhakti Vinod Thakur I can't say, but he reasoned, I believe, that we find things in Bhakti Vinod that we did not find in Bhikkhu Bihari Goswami. Where did he get them? And he would say he got them from Jagannath Das Babaji, who was a Siksha guru of Bhakti Vinod Thakur. The incident in which Bipin Bihari Goswami, the initiating guru of Bhakti Vinod, rejected him, was in connection with the birth site of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm-hmm. Hmm? He sided with the those who had the other side of the, of the river, claimed to be the place of, of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's birth, and he published his objection to Bhakti Vinod Thakur, published it in, a, in, in an article in the magazine. But Jagannath Das Babaji Maharaj, who was widely accepted as a Siddha Mahatma, confirmed the place. So apparently there seems to be some, it's hard to sort out the entire history, but some break there hmm, at that at that point around the birth site of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But, and so Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsi Thakur obviously went with Bhakti Vinod Thakur and then he brought out the fact that there's a connection between Jagannath Das Babaji and Bhakti Mutakwa that's more significant, more substantial, essentially, than the connection, the Diksha connection between Bhakti Mutakwa and Vipin Bihari Goswami. As far as the idea that he's a Nitya and so forth, well, that's. I never read anything that Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsthi Thakwa said about it, but he does seem to give that impression to his disciples talked about Bhakti Vinod Thakur like that.
that he appeared in the world, you know, for this purpose and so forth. That's it's possible. Bhaktivinoda himself presented himself as a sadhana siddha, it would seem. So possible to sort all that out. Does that help? To some extent? Another question? What's the time? Oh, we had better stop there and start preparing feasts for Bhaji Gopal and their dear most Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsthi Thakur Prabhupada Ki Jai Go Pendana